I have just a short devotion I want to leave you uh, thinking about this evening as we go to lay hands on Chris and Jeremy and set them apart for the office of deacon in our church. And it comes from Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. which is the original choosing of the first deacons in the church. So this is the foundation. Uh, the qualifications of deacon are found in 1 Timothy 3, but here is the origin. In those days, when the number of disciples was increasing, the Grecian Jews among them complained against those of the Aramaic-speaking community because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the Word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the Word. This proposal pleased the whole group, so they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. And they presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Let's bow together. Father, remind us of what a deacon does. And we thank you for those who have come through the doors of this chapel for a hundred years and have served you in this church. And for these two new ones this evening, place your hand upon them and bless them and use them. In Jesus' name, amen. So this in Acts 6 is the origin of deacon, particularly Stephen and Philip. And then in chapters 7 and 8, you see a case study of these two brand new deacons. They stand out because of the gifts that God entrusted to them. And they provide a biblical basis for modern deacons to serve in the office of deacon in wherever capacity God has called you. So first of all, it was a problem in the Jerusalem church widows of a Greek background in the church were feeling neglected by the distribution of benevolence, particularly food. The widows with the Jewish background were getting all the attention. And the apostles were busy preaching and teaching and didn't have time they needed to meet all the needs of the church. So they called a congregational meeting and recommended that the church select seven good men who could take on an administrative duty. The spiritual qualifications were simple. Good reputation filled with a spirit, had some wisdom. So both spiritual and practical um, qualifications were involved. The church was pleased by the apostle's suggestion and they selected seven men. And incidentally, all seven have Greek names just to make sure that that Greek component of the church was being represented. Stephen was the first named. He was the most prominent. He may have become the chairman of the deacons. And they were then ordained with prayer and the laying on of hands by the apostles. And the result of electing these seven deacons was quickly seen. 
The apostles were able to focus on the ministry of the word and prayer. And the deacons were giving the responsibility of waiting on tables. That's what it says. We don't have the time to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. So the deacons were waiting on tables or in effect seeing that those in need received food, received whatever requirements, whatever blessing, whatever, whatever need they had, that it was being met by the church that was ministering together. And the Greek word deacon literally diakonos, dia means through and konos means dust. So the Greek word for deacon means through the dust and it's the image of a deacon that raises dust as he scurries to wait on the tables of those in need, waiting on tables. The office of deacon was not that of becoming a boss in the church. It was that of becoming a servant, of waiting on tables and doing so with such fervency that a cloud of dust was raised as they hurried to meet the needs of those in the body of Christ. And the result, it says in verse 7, the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly. And even a large number of priests, think about that, Jewish priests laid down their background because they saw how this church of Jesus Christ was coming together and loving one another and serving one another and meeting each other's needs. And what a difference that made. And it was contagious. Even priests wanted to be a part of it. So quickly, the two men that were named Stephen had a significant career. It was short-lived. He knew the scriptures. He began preaching and teaching. He gave a brilliant defense for the faith before the Sanhedrin. Um, and because it was so compelling, the Sanhedrin just went berserk. It was more than they could stand. They ground their teeth against him like they were listening to blasphemy and they took him outside and stoned him on the spot. Boys, that was the first deacon. He became the second person to die for the church. Jesus, of course, being the first. He, he gave an ultimate testimony of his faith. But following Stephen, then the church began to be persecuted, and persecution resulted in its spread. I often think of, of trying to put your thumb on a drop of mercury, and how that drop of mercury, when you try to do that, just scatters into a thousand little droplets in every direction. And that's what happened to the church as, as the Sanhedrin, as the Jewish religion tried to persecute it, and put, put it under their thumb. It just sent missionaries scattering in every direction. And the Christian movement spread like wildfire. And one of those who fled was a deacon named Philip. And he went north to Samaria and proclaimed Christ. Samaritans heard his message. He spoke about Jesus just as naturally as we talk about our family and our hobbies and our work. And revival broke out in Samaria as a result of his witness. And there was joy in that city and barriers fell as the message of Christ was being proclaimed. And then he was on the road to Gaza and there was an Ethiopian minister of the state, a eunuch who was his country's treasurer. It'd be like, uh, I guess, the chairman of the Federal Reserve in our nation. And he was reading the Bible, but he didn't understand it. Isaiah 53. Philip knew the Bible, and he explained to this Ethiopian about Jesus. And the man believed and asked to be baptized on the spot. 
And Philip left and the Ethiopian was rejoicing and tradition holds that that treasurer went home and evangelized his country of Ethiopia, which became part of northern Africa. And that's how the Christian witness travels southward to northern Africa. Imagine the joy Philip must have felt on his way witnessing in every city as he came to along the coast. So these first two deacons were chosen for their service to the church, but they did more than just wait on tables. They became witnesses in Jerusalem and Samaria and all Judea, and it turned out to be to the ends of the earth. Through Stephen, the gospel went through Paul, who was standing there holding their cloaks while they were stoning him. And from Paul, the gospel made its way to Europe. And through Philip, the gospel went down to the Ethiopia and through him to northern Africa. So just think about that. Europe and northern Africa were evangelized through the witness of these two early deacons. Who knows how God wants to use Chris and Jeremy? Already he's using you two guys. Chris has been director of our men's ministry. Jeremy is the chairman of our finance committee this coming year. But when God works through them, they will serve faithfully in the years to come, meeting physical and spiritual needs and giving testimony to their faith in Christ as they have done so here this evening. I've said it so often that whatever our deacons value, our church will value. Whatever they think is important, our church will think is important. So let our witness go forth with our deacons leading the way. Will you bow with me? Father, as we come now to set these two young men aside, let your hand of anointing be upon them as they dedicate themselves to service, not just administrative tasks, balancing books, planning retreats. Those are important, but just serving those who are forgotten and lonely and needful. Father, to the extent that we reach out and minister in love to each other in this community, people will come to you in droves because love, I believe, is contagious and it's what this world so desperately needs. In Jesus' name, amen.